one of the biggest lies I believed was that God was mad at me or angry or disappointed in me. And I learned that the opposite was true, that just like the king celebrated his daughter every year on her birthday in that movie, Tangled, God celebrates us. Even when we lost, even when we stuck in our towers, he celebrates us and he loves us. That is the truth that untangles us. Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator, and I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the dots between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. everybody and welcome or welcome back to the choose to think inspirational podcast on the show today we're going to talk with melissa farn farndell it's m-e-l-i-z-a farndell f-a-r-n-d-e-l-l and she is a wife a mom to two awesome teenagers she currently lives in the uk and is the author of several books in addition to writing she helps others who desire to publish their own book she also has a passion to see others get untangled from the lies that keep them stuck and to help them discover their true identity and purpose. This is the message found in one of her books called Untangled. You're going to love Melissa because she is going to take, we take about, I don't know, seven or eight lies that are commonly believed and She picks out a couple of those and we we really kind of target those and begin to unpack the impact of those lies. But more than that, even she offers a method by which you can get untangled. The book was inspired in part by the movie and she's going to talk about the movie Tangled, the story of Rapunzel. She'll discuss that and how that was a real turning point in her life. You're going to see the analogies and she brilliantly weaves that story throughout this book and her life. You could see how it's so related, the movie to her life, how she connects the dots there. She's going to give you some really incredible tools that you can use on a day-to-day basis to help you untangle some of the lies that you may be believing that may be holding you back. And I know that nowadays you hear a lot about lies and the lies that women believe, you know, that's been a thing that's been going on probably for several decades even. But in this 21st century, I have no doubt that you in your life at one point or another have come into agreement with the enemy of your soul. And when you do, when you do believe those lies, those accusations, then you're going to be led to no happy place, essentially no joyful place, no place of strength, but instead of defeat and bondage and weakness. So Melissa is going to unpack 
some of how you get from believing the lies to being in a place of absolute freedom or where you can actually resist again, you have renewed energy and it becomes easier and easier to resist the lies of the enemy and those fiery darts that come your way. So it's just such an interesting interview and a conversation. I think you're going to find it highly relatable. When you finish, you're going to be like, by golly, I want to get this book for one thing. And I want to read more about Melissa's story. And second to that, you're going to say, I want that kind of freedom in my life. I'm tired of believing these things that are not true. And she's going to give you some real encouragement and inspiration just by means of her story. She is shining the light for Christ. So without further ado, here's Melissa. Welcome, Melissa, to, to the Choose to Think podcast. We're glad that you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Victoria. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Me too. It's so exciting. And tell everyone where you're calling from, because we love your accent already. <laughs> well, I, I, it's a bit of a mix, really, because I was born and raised in South Africa, but I live in the UK with my South African husband, and we have two very British kids. So <laughs> it is a bit of a combination. I've been living here for about 15 years, so... Wow. Um, there's, yeah, it's, it's a mix of, of English and, and South African. Wow. What part of the country are you in? So we live in the Northwest of England in Preston near okay. Manchester. Okay. Oh, I love it. I love, and I'm going to resist the urge to try to mimic your accent. I always do that. <laughs> and everyone just thinks that Victoria, you're crazy. Stop doing that. But anyway, I just love it. I mean, I'm a language nerd and I speak Spanish and teach Spanish. And so I, I love kind of having fun with that, but I'm going to spare everyone today on that. <laughs> and we're really just going to jump in kind of into serious grounds, I guess you could say, and I'm going to hold up your book, Melissa, it's called Untangled. The subtitle is Break Free from the Lies that Keep You from Your True Identity and Purpose. And if you can see, I know some of you may be listening to the audio podcast, but if you're on YouTube and you can see all these little sticky notes that I have in here, I'm going to start, Melissa, if you don't mind, with something that jumped off the page to me. And I thought, I've got to ask Melissa how she became so self-aware because, and I'm reading now or close to page, I guess it's page 13. And what was so fascinating to me is that you went almost year by year by year by year of your young life for so long, for so many years, and you may have jumped a little bit at times, although it looks like you actually went straight on through, I think was 16 might've been the last one. So you started at seven years of age and went all the way to 16, I guess. You recognized at some point when you were reflecting back on these years and your upbringing and trying to deal with some of those lies that you had believed, you were able to do it by age. And I thought it would be interesting just to start and I'm going to list the, the age and the lie that you believed, because as you know, having listened to the podcast and as well as returning listeners, we deal a lot with our thoughts, taking those thoughts captive and the impact of neuroplasticity that how we can change our brains. We talk about that a lot. It's really been my 
life's cry as far as, oh my goodness, you know, my thoughts really took me to a deep and dark place, but by golly, with God's help, it was my thoughts that got me out of that as well. So it's, it's a wonderful thing that we do get to choose to think. However, I was so impressed how you were able to look at your life. And I promise I'm going to stop talking here in a second and let you go. But, okay. <laughs> okay. But it's so curious to me. You said at seven, this was after you were molested. You said, I am shameful. At the age of eight, the lie was, I am not safe. Nine, I am not good enough. 10, I am not worthy. 11, I'm not chosen. 12, I'm a failure. 13, I have no purpose. 14, I am not special. 15, I'm not beautiful. And 16, I'm not free. I will never be free. So can you talk us through a little bit of that and how you even went back and looked back at your life and isolated those particular lies? What's what's your story? I wish I could take credit for those words that's written on those pages. When I started writing my story, I knew that God was calling me to write this book. I had this incredible encounter with the love of the Father, and it transformed me, and I wanted to share my message with the world. My husband encouraged me, bought me a laptop, and he's like, start writing. And I started writing every detail of my life, everything that I could think of, um, in a lot of detail. And when... I really started seeking God about the book. Um, after I wrote an entire manuscript, I thought I'd better check in with him <laughs> right, and see if, if this was, you know, what he had in mind when he called me to write. I had such an unction to, to take a different approach entirely. And I remember dropping the kids off at school and coming home and just sensing such a presence, just knowing the Holy Spirit was in the room. And I sat down behind my laptop and I wrote that specific passage that you just quoted from. Wow. And the Holy Spirit brought those memories to me, you know, and showed me this was the mm -hmm. lie. This was the event. And this was what you learned from that event. And this is what you believed. Because I think there's so many lies that happen that or so many events that happen to us when we are young, when we are children, um, when we're in those formative years that really shape the way we view the world and that shape the way that we think about ourselves and even how we think about God and our relationship with him. Um, which was why the story of Rapunzel, which is what God used to transform my life <laughs> through the Disney movie Tangled. Um, that's why it was such an incredible analogy because, you know, she was living in this very limited of limiting beliefs. She was told who she was by an imposter, by an enemy, by someone who was invested in keeping her from finding out who she really was. I felt like as I grew up, all of these things that was happening to me was creating this tower around me of limiting beliefs. So I grew up believing all these lies about myself and it kept me from really walking in my true identity and finding my purpose in my relationship with my God and my heavenly father. 
Mm, so good. And you know, I know you say in the book, you don't have to watch Tangled in order to kind of grasp the message. It was so fascinating how you linked the two. And it was at once quite easy to see how you connected the dots between your own personal life and that movie. But of course, I watched it again, just to, you know, I'd read the book already. And I'm like, I've got to just watch this because I think maybe I had seen it before. I don't really remember. But then I watched it just recently in order to kind of chat about that and have a deeper understanding of what you were actually saying. That was the turning point for you, I think you would say. But what happened right after that? Tell us a little bit more about that day you watched, you saw the movie. I think you were with your son, right? And then what happened next? I still sometimes struggle to explain the encounter because, you know, sometimes we go to a movie and we can see the analogy and, and there's something really powerful when that happens. But this was such an unusual, unusual supernatural um, thing <laughs> that happened to me as I sat in that movie theater. And I knew that when I walked out of there, I was completely different. Wow. I was just an entirely different person with a different set of beliefs about who God was, about who I was. However, I still had to go back home <laughs> and deal with all the problems and all of the issues and all of the physical um, stuff that I was struggling with and working my way through. I had hope and I also had truth. And I then discovered that I needed to find out who I was. You know, I needed to learn the truth. Uh, and I love John 8 verse, I think it's verse 32 that says it's the truth that sets us free. I love the Passion Translation that says that if we embrace the truth, it will release more freedom into our lives. It was a starting point of experiencing freedom and it was from one degree to another degree, the more I discovered who I was, the more I allowed the Holy Spirit to show me who I was, the more I started to experience the freedom that comes from knowing who you are. But there was a process of having to renew my mind. Like I had to learn what was the lie and then I needed to replace it with the truth. And, um, you know, there's this amazing moment in the movie where Rapunzel just discovers who she is and she's had a day in the kingdom and she learned, uh, so she saw the, the picture of her parents and didn't realize that she was the little girl in the picture at the time, but she's lying on her bed and all the, the dots are connecting for her and she realizes who she is. And the minute she knows that she's the daughter of the king, it gives her the authority to stand up and actually grab Mother Gothel by the hand and say, no, I will not believe your lie anymore. So there's something that happens when we know who we are, when we receive that truth into our hearts. Then it's, it, it felt like I had an Ephesians 1.18 moment of the eyes of my heart were switched on. <laughs> I could see for the first time what was going on and I could recognize that there's a voice of the enemy and then there's the voice of my father and I have the choice which voice I'm going to be paying attention to. Mm. And the, the best way to recognize the voice of the enemy is to know the voice of the father and to know who he says I am. So when that intrusive thought comes now from you're not good enough or you um you'll never be free 
I can take that thought captive. I can grab it by the arm and say, no, I'm not going to believe you anymore. You're a liar. It's not true. It's not who I am. Mm. Could you explain just a little bit more, Melissa, about that process? Because we're talking now to someone who is free and who is able to, I'm assuming relatively easily, you recognize your thoughts, you can discern this is not true and you can make that choice. You know what? I'm not going to be led by that voice. I am not going in that direction because it leads me to no good place. It is absolutely not at all beneficial for me to come in alignment or in agreement agreement with the enemy of my soul. But, and, and I think you, you touched on this a little bit that it was a process, but could you open that up just a little bit more? And let's say we're the second day after you had the experience in the movie theater or the cinema, then what was next for you? How did you go from that point all the way to where you are right now? Well, I, I needed to get into the truth and I started listening to every single podcast, every single teaching. There was one particular uh, lady that I share about in the book as well, who had an, a tremendous impact on my life. Um, her teachings were so helpful. I was a young mom at a time, so I didn't at the time, so I didn't have a lot of time to sit and read my Bible um, for hours and hours at a time. <laughs> so I loved listening to the word of God. I, I, I sought out some really good teachers that was teaching specifically around identity. And I would be listening in my car when I was driving to work or, you know, when I was ironing the clothes, I'd have something in my ears. And I had little connection points during the day as well of just feeding some truth into my spirit. So I would flick the kettle on in the morning and I would have specific scriptures that I would say over my life. I remember one of them was the very first one was Romans. I think it was Romans 8.13 that says, um, sin will no longer have dominion over me for I'm not under the law, but under grace. And um, oh, I'd sit on the edge of the bath. I, I, I tell this story because I used to wake up in the morning feeling so angry for no reason. I just felt angry. And I would wake up and I would run the bath and I would sit on the edge of the bath and just say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And honestly, I did not feel joy. I didn't feel happy. I felt angry. Um, but I continued to kind of soak in that truth the truth was that the joy is my strength the joy is who I am not the anger um so it was a daily can uh, a, a daily practice of just partnering with the truth I guess like so just on a day-to-day -day basis as I learned something new about myself as I found a truth in the word of God that was resonating with my spirit I would write it down. I would put it somewhere where I could see it. I would speak it out loud. And I think for me, that was one of the biggest tools in my arsenal was speaking the word out loud. It's high time to elevate your love and faith with Pickleball Passion, a marriage devotional 
strengthen your connection on and off the court in just 21 days. Each day's devotion guides you to a deeper, more fulfilling marriage and offers you tips and tricks while playing pickleball together, whether you're a seasoned pickleball enthusiast or just starting out. This devotional is your ticket to a joyful journey of love and faith. Order now and make 2024 the year your relationship thrives and you level up your game. Um, you might know this with your research um, into neuroscience, but the, the voice we believe the most is our own voice. So when we hear ourselves speak the truth, it starts to create those those new neuro pathways in the brain so it's it's repetition sometimes it was i said it day after day after day after day because in reality when you've believed a lie for such a long time you don't just switch to a different belief system mm. it takes time to cultivate that new thought pattern so for me it really was number one spending time listening to the truth digging into the truth, getting into the word of God, and then making notes of the truths that were resonating with me and, and making them part of my daily habits. When I wake up, when I flick on the kettle, when I'm driving the car, I just tag them onto the habits that, you know, I had during my day. Yeah. I think, is it James Clear who talks about that? I can't think if it's James Clear or Jim Quick or one of those guys who, they, he had atomic habits and that was one of the recommendations that he had. When you're trying to develop a new, healthier routine, go ahead and tag those new things, new thoughts, new little teeny micro actions that you might be doing, tag those onto something you already do. Like you sitting, you know, getting ready to um, wash up for the day or putting the kettle on, getting your coffee going. You're doing those without even thinking. So take an extra three minutes and do 18 jumping jacks or just something like that. And then it begin to ingrain that in. So I just love everything that you have said. And to me, it is reflective of my own journey in so many ways. I do wonder, Melissa, was there one lie that you had been believing that was a little more stubborn than any of the others to actually kind of eliminate from your thinking? Um, I think the biggest one that I struggled with, what, with was the I'm not good enough lie. And I think that's one that was so deeply ingrained. And I have to be honest, there are still moments when that little one will come and tap me on the shoulder. Um, and it's still, there are still days where I kind of need to remind myself of who the father says I am. So there are definitely ones I think that are deeper, that, that has that deep um, impact on our hearts and that we just struggle to untangle from. Um, but we, we do need, I think for me, the most important thing is that I spend time with my heavenly father every day and hearing his voice and let him speak truth into me especially when I'm when I'm finding myself in those self-destructive behavioral kind of things you know when when you you standing over the kitchen sink stuffing cookies in your face and you know oh 
something's up, something's wrong. There's, right. there's a disconnect here with the way I'm behaving and with what I'm believing. That's usually when I know, okay, now it's time to go and grab my journal and go and sit with the father and let him speak to my heart. I love the fact that we are created in the image of God and God is the creator of the universe. He spoke this entire world into existence and when he speaks things change you know I I think so, so many times I know speaking for myself I put so much emphasis on trying to get myself untangled like we can we can start to spin our wheels a little bit with all the strategies and with all the tools and all the techniques and all the things we've learned and they are great and they, they're helpful but there are times when the only thing that can untangle you is the voice of the father speaking into your heart mm -hmm. so I have found journaling to be one of my most favorite things to do especially when I feel that lie of I'm not good enough mm -hmm. and I think you know that creeps into so many things like I am I have a tendency to compare myself a lot with what other people are doing yeah. I'm quite a creative individual, so I like to write stories and books and I, you know, and and then you start to look at a different author and or you start to look at, you know, the way your friend is raising her family or, right. you know, there's so many ways we can start to compare ourselves. So for me, there's nothing that really gets me untangled, like just spending some time with the father and letting him tell me who how he sees me what it is that makes me special to him. Mm. You know, what is the thing that he created me to be? I don't have to be like anybody else. Right. You know, I am, I'm an expression of his heart um, and a very unique use expression of his heart. Like, you know, we all have something really unique and special. Sorry. I think I may have gone into oh, it. No, goodness. <laughs> no, no different direction. Goodness. there. You know, that particular lie, I've kind of unpacked that in a, totally different angle and believe it or not it's not and, and I know we're talking kind of about two different things but I don't mind telling myself that I'm not enough because to me that is just so true but God is enough and his grace is sufficient so I took that particular lie and kind of turned it on his head so that it's not really a trigger to me I'm like if I ever were to have that, it would just be an invitation for me to think, oh yeah, kind of what you were saying in a way, like I can't untangle myself necessarily. And all the self-help books and, you know, they may be truly helpful and they may give us some techniques and some good ideas and tips and pointers and things we've never even thought of that may be very impactful in our lives. But ultimately God's going to do this healing, redemptive work in our hearts. And so if I tell myself, and I don't mean I'm not good enough through, say, comparison or something like that, but that lie to me is almost reassuring. <laughs> and it's I don't take it as a lie. I'm like, you know what? Thank goodness I'm not because I know who is or God has got it. He's got the shoulders to lift all of this. Sometimes that's the way I kind of pull back myself if I start going down the you know, the wrong way, the wrong ways or the wrong roads or the wrong thinking patterns in my mind, I can pull back and just say, oh, wait a minute. I don't really 
have to have all this figured out because God is bigger than all this stuff that I may be actually believing. Does that make sense? I love, I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that because that is so true. Like mm -hmm. knowing that we don't have to be good enough. You know, right. I always say that sometimes, you know, that not feeling good enough is connected to this lie that you're missing the mark in some way. Yes. You know, you're missing the mark. Yeah. But Jesus is the mark. That's he right. is the mark. And we are in him. Not so gonna you, miss him. you can't miss it. You can't <laughs> miss the mark. That's right. That's so good. I like to remind myself of that. But yes, I love how you've deactivated that that yeah. trigger or that lie that's so good it just doesn't it doesn't get to me anymore it's like oh well big deal that's true i'm not oh. enough god was enough christ is enough and that's yeah. just sufficient i did want to notice this is in another section of your book melissa and again the book is untangled and you're talking about the arrows the enemy arrows or the darts of the enemy and i do have to be mindful. And, and I love that you also mentioned this, that we still can kind of get tangled if we're not careful, if we're not on guard, if we're not choosing to think and literally processing through that. At first, it can be overwhelming because we may have 10 or 15 lies that we've been believing in our our minds and emotions are just so like mixed up and tangled is such a good word for that. And how do we weed through all of that? But even at my point, and let's say I'm about, gosh, six years down the road from my real untangling when the untangling in my own thought patterns began. And I have to be careful of my vocabulary and some of the arrows that we can tell ourselves, like I'm so tired, I'm so overwhelmed. Now this particular episode, I think will air after Christmas, after the holidays and into the new year, but right now in everybody's life and indeed maybe in January, people are still going to be feeling a little bit overwhelmed, but certainly now that's kind of the, it can be a stressful season if we're not careful. And I can catch myself saying that, like, this is just too much for me. My life is too much. I can't do my life. I'm feeling so low. These are some more of the things that you say. I just can't get on top of things. Why am I so bad at raising kids or cleaning my house? This is never going to change. I'm such a failure. Look at how, and this is a comparison. Look at how beautiful Karen's house is. Yeah, I just walked into a house this morning that was so beautifully decorated for the holidays. And I'm like, we don't have much out. There's one cranberry wreath on a door. <laughs> and that's as far as I've gotten so far. But no, I take that back. I did put up like a kit in the guest bathroom. I did have like a little Merry Christmas soap dispenser. And I'm like, hey, there's something. And, <laughs> but it's not much. But but it's that, like what you're talking about, that always leads us down the wrong path, doesn't it? When we start comparing ourselves. So I guess I say all of that to say that, as you've mentioned, we have to be so mindful and on guard of those arrows that are going to come our way. I always look at it as a welcome mat on a door. And I've got, I've got a choice. I can go through this door that is going to lead me into darkness and chaos and kind of agree with the enemy. But at before I go in, there's like a welcome mat there. And a lot of times the wording on that is would be self-pity. 
or self-focus. And it's just saying, you know, welcome, come on in, come on. And I, I look before I go now and I'm like, whoa, all of these comments, do I really want to keep saying those and giving mental and emotional energy to, I am just so overwhelmed. I can't do my life and nothing's going right for me. And on and on and on, because when I'm welcomed in and I go down into that kind of darkness, there is absolutely no benefit to me except coming out. That's it. And why do I want to traipse down there? So tell us, you know, do those thoughts visit you? And how do you just say, just say no? I mean, is it, I love the image of Mother Gothel and you know, grabbing the arm there because that feels like it has a lot of energy to it and bite to it. And it's like, by gum, I'm not, I am not going, is that kind of what you do or have you ever had just a bad day and then you're oh yeah you're, I do yeah. have bad days absolutely yeah. have bad days and I think when you are tired when you're physically tired mm. our guards go down and we don't always pay attention to thoughts because thoughts happen automatically but when you start going into like a kind of spiral into the same kind of thought patterns then you know, there's massive alarm bells usually that goes off for me. And again, it's usually when I'm in that headspace that I'll go and sit with my journal. And sometimes you just have to be honest with how you're feeling and get it out on paper and have a look at it. And then you can say, okay, now that it's out on the, the, on this piece of paper, is it true? Yeah, Good (laughs) Good question. And once you can see it, you can deal with it. But when you just let it ruminate and ruminate and, and grow and grow, it will soon take over your life. Yeah. Like I have had that happen too. And there are times, I mean, I, I share in, in that specific um, passage or chapter that I just rely so heavily on the Holy Spirit to kind of tap me on the shoulder when I, my thinking starts to go off. And it was so sweet how he reminded me that day because you know, my son's plastic armor kit was sitting on top of the washing machine, his helmet and his sword. And, you know, he had this Roman soldier toy armor. <laughs> As I was having my pity party and, you know, comparing myself to Karen's and her beautiful house, I just had the Holy Spirit say to me, did you leave your armor in the wash? Did you forget your armor in the wash? Yeah. Because we have to have the helmet of salvation on our heads. You know, for me, that helmet of salvation is understanding what we have in Christ. Mm. You know, there's really nothing we cannot do in his strength. You know, the breastplate of righteousness protects the heart. It's knowing how much we are loved and adored by our heavenly father. You know, understanding that we are righteous in him that protects our heart Mm. and then we have the sword of the spirit and the sword is about speaking really it's about saying and releasing the truth so when those intrusive thoughts come I know I cannot just sit back and and just simply think better I actually have to speak it out loud Mm. I have to go on on the offense (laughs) and and start to take those thoughts captive by by declaring the truth and I think that's why having faith declarations that are written out 
that you can go back to that if you have a hard day and you you're struggling to remember who you are you're struggling to to find that place of strength that it's written out that you can go there and just start reading it off like I would just I had a a, a teaching from my friend Robia Scott which was a speak life um cd it was CD, uh, CD at the time and I would put that CD in the CD player and I would just start declaring the truth along with her she would speak the truth and I would repeat it after her and she would speak the truth and I would repeat it after her and sometimes you've just got to go back to those basics and start speaking who you are mm. speaking the truth of who God says you are so um yeah I do still have my bad days <laughs> right I love that you continue to underscore the speaking element we know that our words are so powerful life and death are in the power of the tongue or represented there so what a good reminder just to be mindful of what we're thinking be mindful of what we're saying and I always like to say you say you know is this a lie once you get that out on paper I mean you and I are so singing the same tune because articulating it getting it out gut level with the Lord, praying through the issues, what you can control, what you can't control, you know, all of those things put together over time with an investment of your energy. That's good emotional energy to spend to me. I would rather spend that kind of emotional energy trying to quote problem solve and just have that revelation of, oh, wow, I just got a little off track help me to be gracious to myself and let's go Lord. You know, thank you for reminding me that this is who you are. This is who you say I am. And this is what you say about this scenario and he'll do it. And then you can go, okay. And then kind of jump back on there. The great thing is it gets easier and easier. I think it gets easier to discern the thoughts that are not healthy or not wise to choose to think about and it's easier to stop those, grab Mother Gothel by the arm and and like, no, not going there or look at the welcome mat. What's welcoming me right now? What am I really thinking about here? And why am I in this funk or this mood? This, you know, our emotions are great triggers, aren't they? They're great indicators, I should say, of what we're thinking about. So you get the thought, sometimes you articulate it in words and then the feeling can come lightning fast right on the other side of that and it's that's really that process is kind of tricky to say thought first or emotion first and sometimes they're so deeply re related but at any rate it's a good reminder that our thoughts become words which become behavior yeah. and behavior over time becomes habits but the in the, we can speak of that negatively or certainly we can speak of it positively the Bible is very clear about what we should think about even and where we should really put our focus. So, so good. You know, I had one more question for you, Melissa, the, your book was actually published, I think in 2020, have you, have any readers reached out to you or any, anybody let you know, wow, this is, this is what this book has done for me or any of the reviewers, maybe any little commentary there that you would like to share anything pop into your mind? I've recently received a, an email from someone who is arranging a meetup via Zoom for his daughter because he read my book and then gave a copy to his daughter and she had been molested when she was little by a neighbor 
and she's read the book and it's meant a lot to her. So I just, I get excited doing this. I'm meeting with her. She doesn't know yet. Oh, <laughs> I'm wow. meeting with her on Zoom on Thursday evening. And she's in Canada. So I love the fact that it's people over the world that you can, you know, that your message can reach. And this is the thing that I love about this movie as well. The father's just been so incredibly amazing with how he's used this film to speak to me. When I um, when I was going through a bit of a tough time and really second guessing myself and questioning whether I should write the book or not, I had this beautiful vision of lying in front of the feet of Jesus, making paper crowns and uh, putting decorated, you know, fake jewels, feathers, glitter, making these beautiful paper crowns and handing them to Jesus and seeing him delight in these paper crowns. And I couldn't make them fast enough because I just could see the joy on his face and like he would put each and every one of them on and he would be just so proud of, of this creation that I made. Wow. <laughs> and then I saw him hand these paper crowns to the father and I saw the father light them and send them off into the world um, as lanterns, as lights to be beacons to bring his lost daughters home or his lost children. And, um, you know, when I want to take myself too seriously, then I remember that this book is simply a paper crown. It's a little lantern. It's this little light of mine that's out in the world sharing the story of the goodness of the Father. It's the goodness of the Father. And that's the light that I want to share with the world because really I can give you my story, but you need to know that the Father is invested in your story, mm. that he wants you to know how much you are loved and adored by him. One of the biggest lies I believed was that God was mad at me or angry or disappointed in me. And I learned that the opposite was true. That just like the king celebrated his daughter every year on her birthday in that movie, Tangled, God celebrates us even when we lost, even when we're stuck in our towers, he celebrates us and he loves us. That is the truth that untangles us. That is the only thing that untangles us. Wow, that is powerfully <laughs> said, Melissa. I love it. So tell everyone where they can get your book, Untangled. So my book is available on Amazon worldwide, as well as on my website, melissafondale.com. I've been calling you Melissa. Is that okay? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even correct you. But yeah, Melissa. I, I, I like that better. <laughs> I'm used to being called Melissa. I'm sorry. Yeah. Melissa. Okay. With, with a Z. So M-E-L-I-Z-A-F-A-R-N-D-E-L-L. -L. That's That'll right. do it. And I'll put yeah. all of the links and the book link and everything in the show notes or the YouTube description. So goodness, what a great chat we've had. Thank you so much for your vulnerability and for shining your light. This has been a wonderful chat. Thank you so much for having me, Victoria. It was awesome. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. 
email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you. Thank you.